Alexander Snitker, libertarian, republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Chain Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Well, Bioractar, and uh, may St. Javelin bless you, sir. What in the... F- what is that? <laughs> really? You haven't heard either of those? No. Okay. It's Ukrainian stuff. Uh, Bioractar is like a... Uh, well, now it's a song, and it's a meme and it's a uh, you know a, a slogan in uh, among the ukrainians uh, that is the uh, turkish made um uh, uav drone uh that they've used to take out you know a couple hundred tanks so far so by oh. it's it's almost become a, a greeting uh in ukraine and of course saint javelin is now the patron saint of the ukrainian military you know from javelin missiles oh okay yeah. i got you so uh, you know just on that i sorry i thought you would catch your references no i didn't yeah i mean it's funny yeah so i mean i'm glad that you informed me about this but yeah yeah well uh, my my obsessive uh, attention to the situation in ukraine is uh you know kind of got evolved my thinking a little bit here so uh, i got you, know. you you getting ready to join that, that's where my head join up? i tell you man <laughs> uh no but uh that my that crossed my mind uh on more than one occasion so yeah i'm i you know what man like i'm really I'm really hating Russia right now. Yeah, yeah. But me personally, I'm not quite ready to leave the U.S., but I, I understand that you might be. You ever have those weeks where you just look at everything and think, like, it's all just a lost cause and I just need to be on an island somewhere and let this whole thing freaking blow up? Um, I pretty much have had decades like that. Okay, so <laughs> this that's, week. That's my default This state. week was one of those things where I'm like, man, I just I don't want to be here. Right. Like, I don't want to. Well, hang on, hang on. First of all, why this week? What was the impetus for it this week? There was no nothing major like that's a major news story. It was just like you see enough police videos of abuse, enough Karen videos of people just acting a fool in places and just doing the dumbest shit possible. Like you just you see like all the all the worst parts of humanity and you're just like i don't want to be anywhere near any of you so it's kind of a i don't want to live on this planet anymore a little bit a little but i don't want to leave the planet either though because you know i like the fact that we're protected from radiation and stuff you know yeah mars is tough too well then elon hasn't done enough to create all that that marketplace for it yet yeah so i I just i'm just like i want to get away from all these people look honestly at this point my 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 week my daydream this week was literally to form a uh, super high exclusive Airbnb or not Airbnb, but super high inclusive inclusives or, or exclusive inclusive. Okay. Super high. So open to everyone type of thing. Yeah. I mean, okay. but, but, but it's, but it's going to be as long as you got a bunch it would of money, be, it would be price for, yeah, it'd be price for the rich. Okay. So exclusive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But all inclusive as far as the resort goes, okay. where you pay for all one amenities, thing, right? All the amenities are there. Okay. 
but I want to do it out of like various. Um, you ever heard of the boxel thing, like the thing that Elon Musk lives in? Um, like a tiny house type of thing. It, it's something like that. Yeah. Is are those the ones that are converted shipping containers? No, 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 no. These are the ones that come in, like that they unbox, like they, like it literally comes like you know very very. Small, oh yeah, yeah. Your fold up and houses. then it folds up. Yeah, houses yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. So like I literally would like to go to a place and have various ones of those of those designs there, and literally just run a an exclusive all res, you know like exclusive resort. Hmm. hmm. Sounds like you're you're just uh, uh, probably uh, you know. One step short of a uh, a cult compound. Yeah, but you only go in there for like a week or two at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, will there be uh, uh, singing and chanting and you know nakedness and maybe you know. during like okay, so maybe during the weeks where we bring and in do you a lot get of, to sleep with everyone's wives? No, 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 no. Oh, that's unfortunate. So on the weeks that, but I would this one I would like to have to where there would be weeks that we would have like a shaman come in. To where everybody would. Oh like, yeah, you're fully in cult mode. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is a cult. You're, you're, there would be weeks that I would want shamans to come, and Alex is like, starting there'd be a cult. Yo- yoga weeks. <laughs> and will there be goat yoga? Probably. Yeah. Probably the little small goat yoga. Yeah. Like I would want to do all of those things. Now, don't get me wrong. I only want to have like maybe ten. Like I only have room enough for like ten of the little various tiny houses and stuff. Yeah. I just want to be away from everybody, but at the same time, I'd like if. Like people I like, like I'd like to have some people that I know come down for like a week at a time at a resort, and we'd all have fun, and then they would leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this <laughs> what you're describing is basically a cult. It, it truly is. Oh, okay. You, you, well, you do I, realize that, I right? didn't realize that I was doing a cult. There, yeah, right? that's that's. All right, let, I'm not going to have any Kool Aid hey, that's going to kill everybody. Hey, well, maybe, maybe that that I, yeah, I wouldn't expect that. But I mean, but, it was it DM, DMT. Like I would want to have, I would want to be able to let people do that though. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, you're definitely going to have all kinds of uh, messiah complexes. I understand going how there's going to be that. some cult aspects to this, by the way. Uh, seriously, cult aspects. And yeah. maybe I'll call it like you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll embrace it and call that something like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to do that though, but I would like to do that outside of the. We'll call it the, of, uh, uh, the the branch Alexians. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I just thought it was. I, I thought it was. Funny. Everyone has to wear white sneakers. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I again, I would prefer uniforms, but you know, <laughs> I only want to enforce that rule more on myself than anybody else. Though. Yeah, no. I, I actually I, think I should call Guinness to see how many days somebody has worn a black shirt, a plain black shirt, in a row. To see if I can get close to that record. Um, yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't think you've got enough time left on this planet to do that because I'm sure that records. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying. But how do you how do you actually enforce something like that? Because like you'd have to have the Guinness person witness you every single day of your life. That's true. They'd like to have to assign one person to you forever. So I don't think that'll work. Yeah, out probably too well. not. Yeah. But at any rate, though. So I just been thinking about that a lot this week as I've been driving around and stuff because I'm just like I'm so sick of humanity at this point. But at the same time, I like people. I like I like people in small batches. It's just, but as long as I can regulate like the idiots, and I will say this too, and this is gonna this is gonna sound a little elitist. It tends to me that the crazy factor on poor people or on people I wouldn't want to associate with is a lot higher amongst the poor than it is amongst the rich. So hang on a second. So you would, you think more 
poor people are crazy that you wouldn't want to associate or more rich people are crazy that you wouldn't want to associate with? Well, I always consider like some of the rich people are just eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just happens when you have money. <laughs> you know, when when you're, uh, you know, pushing a shopping cart talking to yourself, you seem crazy. Yeah. You know, when you're driving your golf cart on your sprawling uh, mansion talking to yourself, you just seem eccentric. Yeah, I, ju- I just, I, you know what it is, man? I just, I'm so sick of humanity at this point and it just... It, I just want to get away. Hey, it's cool. You're talking to the guy that's rooting for World War Three, so yeah, you know, so. <laughs> I get it. But I would like. Here's the thing. I'd like to find the area that I think that will have the least amount of damage in the thermonuclear blasts. Right. So, like, I, I would. You know, that's why you want to get away from most of humanity because if you can do that and you can be self-sufficient there, then you can let this whole thing blow over. Kind of like going in. Kind of like all the rich people that go to New Zealand. Right. Right. But uh, I'm. I'm afraid I can't. I can't be a part of your cult. Oh. I just can't do it. Even for like a week at a time? No, I, I can't do it uh, because, you know, A, I, I, I'm, it, it would end up being a power struggle. You're only there for the a week, dude. It doesn't matter. It, I'm going to let know, you do whatever you want to do for a whole week. I cannot be in a situation where I don't take total control over it, and that's why people don't like to hang out with me. No, that's, you know? that's a good point, though. It's a very good point. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, look, I know that there's other things that you do like, and I know you mentioned goat yoga. Yeah. Um, and that... You know, I know your Which affinity they, for goat yoga. Yeah, that was a handoff, by the way. So I will say that your favorite goat boy actually won in court. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. This and guy. I, I, look, you know, with I, everything else going on in the world, we probably shouldn't start with this one. I know. But this, I know. It's it, almost like I want to eat my cookie first. All right. Um, we got to tell a little back, back story. The person we're talking about is Augustus Sol Invictus. And uh, as uh, some of you may know, he's like one of the lead characters in all the the charlottesville and all the you know proud boys white supremacist that thing he's an actual white supremacist oh yeah total even even though he claims that because he has a puerto rican girlfriend and his kids are half puerto rican he's not um but uh that's the biggest beard in the the world a little backstory on this in in 2014 i think maybe 2015 well, 14 is when you ran for governor. Yeah, so I think it was then. 2015. Yeah, it was like 15 and 16. Yeah. So uh, in in no, it was all. I think this all happened in 2015. He, I was the chairman of the Libertarian Party of Florida, and he uh, came to me wanting to uh, run for U.S. Senate as a Libertarian. And uh, I did a little research to this guy and found out he's a literal fucking Nazi. I, and I'm not saying it like it gets bandied about. Yeah, yeah. This guy is a you know Heil Hitler, you know a swastika posting kind of guy. Um, or he was. He, he, he was that, at the time. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was because it was bad PR um, who uh, literally was had YouTube videos talking about how he wanted to bathe in the blood of his enemies and kill anyone who wasn't um, genetically superior and, you know, start a, a civil war and all, all this you know crazy stuff. So yeah. I basically went to war with this guy to prevent him from becoming a libertarian. And I, I'm actually, you know, I, I regret in some ways uh you know what i did because um i outed this guy publicly and uh it made international media and this guy was he was honestly he was kind of a nobody before that but the media was starting to sniff around him well and he did he, look he did bait you in this aspect. no no well he he wasn't he wasn't baiting me from his perspective because you know i basically I think he wanted the attention he definitely wanted the attention so he baited you for the attention yeah but he it, it was different than that Okay. He, he was he was literally trying to win my support but i told him you know hey we're no we're we're definitely going to war here and uh, it, basically it came to a head when uh i had a a face-to-face meeting with the guy 
and I think I've told this story on the air before. We're standing on a hotel balcony, and uh, he, uh, I asked him, I said, do you really intend to start a war and kill millions of people? And his response to me was, it's my religion. Yeah. And at that moment, I, I honestly, for the first time in my life, I thought about murdering someone seriously, and I was thinking about throwing him off the balcony. Yeah. Um, Which but wouldn't it, have killed him either, by the way. Uh, it probably wouldn't. It wasn't high. It enough. wasn't high enough to kill. Yeah, him. I, maybe it, if it I landed fucked him up a little bit. Maybe if I landed, you know, got him so if he, he landed, landed on his head, head maybe. it would it would have killed him. But that, um, you know, anyway. So th- that's the backstory on that. Went to war with him, and and I put it out there that who this guy was, and the thing that the media latched onto is he actually was a um, a. Uh, uh, I forget the term for it, but he was involved in uh, a kind of a, a, a cult um, uh, worshiping. Uh, Alistair Crowley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, Thelemite, something like that. Anyway, uh, but uh, and he at one time uh, uh, sacrificed a goat after going into the wilderness for 40 days or something like that. Yeah, very violently. Yeah, and and the people who uh, saw the... people the, that sacrificed the goats didn't like him because he didn't yes, like the way he yeah, did Yeah, there were actual other people that came to me that did animal sacrifices, and they said this guy was just sadistic in the way he, you know, just continuously stabbed and tortured this goat to death. But anyway, so that's the backstory on this. So, uh, you know, I hate this guy. This guy hates me. We're like, you know, arch enemies and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, he was just, he was actually charged with kidnapping, uh, assault, all kinds of stuff against his um, his uh, ex-girlfriend. It was his wife at the time. It was his wife at the time. And he has just been acquitted of that. Yeah. So a South Carolina journey late, late Tuesday evening found Augusta Solon Vistas not guilty of domestic violence. The verdict came after a trial following an arrest where Invictus's wife accused him of choking her and putting a gun to her head in Rock Hill in December 2019. Invictus's wife was not present in court and testimony revealed she refused to attend the trial. The jury deliberated less than 30 minutes before coming back with the not guilty verdict on the charge of domestic violence of a high and aggravated nature. Invictus 38 said at the time, uh, his first court appearance in January 2020, that he was innocent of the allegations. Invictus had no criminal record, court testimony showed. Invictus, a lawyer from Orlando, Florida, did not testify in the two-day trial in York County, South Carolina. Testimony um, in the trial stated the couple had been living in Rock Hill in 2019. So, and, and, hold on here. Listen to this. And if this isn't par for the course for what he did with the LP, it's just funny. Invictus still wants an apology from authorities. After the verdict, Invictus told the Herald that he still will accept an apology from authorities in the case. Invictus said more legal action may be possible. His first court appearance in Rock Hill in January 2020, Invictus said he would accept an apology from authorities. That statement came after he was arrested in Florida and charges were made by Detective Matt Beach of the Rock Hill Police Department. I said on day one I would magnanimously accept Detective Beach's apology, Invictus said of the Herald in the courthouse uh, hallway Tuesday with his defense lawyer standing next to him. I'm granting a general amnesty until May 1st for everyone to provide me with their letters of apology. If that doesn't sound exactly like what happened with the LP, it ain't, it, it, like, it ain't even funny. Right, right. So like the, he just, it's, it, it's weird that I want an apology. Yeah, yeah. It's because he, wants, he constantly wants that vindication. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily vindication for him. It's it's and I've gotten inside this guy's head. I know how he thinks. It's more triumph. But I can tell you that the reason his wife didn't show up in court is because she was terrified. She she thought that, you know, if she shows up in court and it goes wrong, she's she's dead. Yeah. And now I have uh 
spoken to her and another uh, former girlfriend of his, um, and they've you know tearfully described the the torture that this guy has um, uh, you know put them through. Uh, like uh, one former girlfriend uh, said that he would beat her, lock her in a closet, and hold a gun to her head, threatening yeah. to kill her. Um, you know, so this guy's uh, you know bad news. <laughs> This the the entire world would be better off if this guy were dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we I didn't even want to talk about this, but we almost have to given the you know the the history. I mean, you here. put it in the notes, though. I know, but it's I didn't just, even know about it I until know, you put it in the notes. I know, but you know, it, it's well, just hold on. astounding that this guy just keeps getting away with this. Yeah, shit. but there's one thing I did want to say though, and this hmm. is to give you a little kudos. In this article, you can do a word lookup. Mm-hmm. And there is a word that's not in there. Exactly. And you know what that word is? Libertarian. libertarian. That's right. That's not right. in there at all. And that was my sole purpose in exposing him so he was never attached to the Libertarian Party. And, and Mission uh, accomplished on and that. And it all actually mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The high price to be paid for that. Right. But. It, eh, it wasn't so high a price. <laughs> well. Look for the damage that it did. Don't get me wrong. I still, I and I do think overall it ended up being good because none of the people that are involved in the LP now have really any knowledge of of, of right. this guy. And and for those of you who don't know the story, I actually resigned in protest of his candidacy for the sole reason is that the the uh, executive committee of the Libertarian Party of Florida was not unified behind the idea of not allowing this guy to run as a libertarian, uh, disavowing him, doing everything we could to stop him. Yeah. And because a significant portion of the executive committee was just like, oh, well, we don't want to exclude anyone. And, you know, if you can't exclude an actual Nazi that is professing he wants to commit genocide. Yeah. You know. Um, Who then, gives speeches <laughs> extolling the benefits of fascism. Yes. Yes. Whose actual logo was the uh, Italian fascist symbol. Yeah. You know, literally taken directly from uh, Mussolini's flag. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it, if you can't exclude that. So I ended up resigning from the Libertarian Party. And actually, that was the exact moment that I retired from politics 100 percent. And. I was heading there anyway, <laughs> but well, yeah, because you didn't really want the job the and share anyway. I, I, yeah, I didn't want that job. You begged anyway. everybody. Look, a lot of people that ended up attacking you later on were the ones you begged to take the job, right? And they called you power hungry, which I always thought was the funniest <laughs> I know, thing. I know. Like, I, I don't want the job, like, right? I, I, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And you know what? And those people knew it, by the way. Yeah, like you know, rat, rat goatee or not? What do you call this? Nah, you know what? Let's move on. I'm, right, I'm done on. talking. All about right, this. Let's yeah, let's, let's go. go to let's this get into something I'm interested in. Tennessee, let's go into this one because this is a very interesting thing here. And I actually, I think this is a libertarian solution. Tennessee passes bill requiring drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill a parent. Yeah. So let me read it a little bit. The Tennessee legislator passed a bill Wednesday that would require drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill a parent and are convicted of vehicular homicide due to intoxication. The legislation passed through the Tennessee Senate on Wednesday following an amendment to rename the bill after two daughters of state police officers, Nicholas uh, Gallinger, who was killed by in a hit and run by a drunk driver in 2019. So the legislation, which has yet to be signed into law, requires DUI drivers convicted of either vehicular homicide or aggravated uh, vehicular homicide due to intoxication to pay child support if a parent killed in a crash has a minor child. The payments would continue until the child reaches 18 years old or graduates and graduates from high school. Um, so when I read this bill, when I read this, I thought, 
this seems to me like a very libertarian law. Right. Like this is a form of libertarian justice in in one way. Right. Because you directly hurt someone, killed them. Right. Which affected the third party, the kid. And so you have to make it again. You're never going to make it right. No, you can't fix it. But you got to pay for it by making sure that that child is getting taken care of right. until that child turns 18. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's a that's a solid solution. I think that's a great solution, yeah. by the way. Like, I hope that one happens in every state. And I hope that <laughs> is enough of a consequence to um, make a lot of people think twice. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing. We, we always take the wrong approach to flaws in human characters and we always try to prevent them like by passing gun laws and having dui checkpoints and essentially all that does is place an onerous burden on the people who are living their lives right and taking personal responsibility and it does very little to you know, uh, prevent the people who are just don't take responsibility for their own lives and, you know, just going to do what, you know, they're going to be a, 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 a burden on the rest of society. Yeah. So by doing this, I think it goes a much further way to ensuring that, you know, these things are always going to happen no matter how many laws you pass, but at least you're going forward in a way to make things right. Yeah. And it may be that may actually be a better deterrence than a lot of the other, uh, uh, you know, consequences of, of driving drunk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it could be. And, and, and again, it was one of those things where when I saw it, I was like, wow, it's very interesting. And it actually helps the victims, the real victims. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And it does help the victims, which is, I think is what you would. Want I think to that's see probably happen. the most important part of it. Yeah. So. All right. So let's move on from that justice and let's get into your favorite topic right now. Uh, which is the Ukraine stuff. Yep. Yep. Now, the first one I put up was the first story I put up in there was Putin flies nuke bombers near L- Ukraine border as a warning. Right. This motherfucker right here, boy, you're flying, you know, bombers that are known to have nuclear payloads. Yeah. To 95 backfire bombers. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know, to basically scare the crap out of the Ukrainians. Right. But in reality, you're probably scaring the crap out of the whole world. Yeah. Well, that's his intention. Yeah. You know, um, Russia for a long time has uh, always used these types of uh, escalatory threats uh, against the West. And for the most part, the West is back down every time. Um, And for the most part, they've always been hollow threats up until now. Yeah. Um, this time around, I, I think, um, and like I, I said this two weeks ago, I, I think that the probability is about 50-50 of uh, Putin using a tactical nuclear weapon on Ukraine, probably in the 5 to 10 kiloton yield range, probably in a relatively unpopulated area of central um, Ukraine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that is, is a likely possibility because, uh, like I said last week, he has already lost the war. Everything you see right now happening in Ukraine, as far as the fighting is going, is window dressing. He's lost the war. He's going to be uh, driven out of all the territory that he's taken since 2014. Uh, there's a good possibility he's going to be driven out of the better part of the Donbass. And even a, 
a less likely possibility that he's going to be driven out of Crimea. Yeah. Or at least Crimea is going to be end up uh, effectively completely blockaded. Um, and in that scenario, with uh, Putin's health condition, his, his mental state, he is extremely likely to go to his last option, which is nuclear weapons. Now, I don't think he's fully suicidal. I don't think he's going to launch a, a full-scale strike against uh, NATO or the U.S. or anything like that because he knows then just everyone's dead. But that's also a possibility because he's dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he probably has thyroid cancer. Uh, this week, there's uh, been a lot of videos showing him he has some type of uh, possibly nerve condition like Parkinson's. You know, he can't. He holds a table when he sits down, and his hands is starting to shake, kind of like Hitler was at the end of World War II. Yeah. And, He's walking funny, and just there's a lot of things wrong with him right now. And there's a lot of signs that there is other problems with yeah. him medically. So, uh, and a lot of it could just be you know the enormous amount of stress that he's under right now. Which you know um, I'm sure he's under a lot of stress. Yeah, and uh, not only that, there seems to be a, a growing insurgency uh, right now inside of Russia. Yeah, um, we've had uh, situations where. Um, there have been several major fires at key strategic locations. Uh, for example, the uh, m uh, military, uh, Russian Military uh, Research and Command Center, there was a fire there, killed seven per people, injured 30, destroyed the building. Uh, there was a fire at a major chemical plant. That was the, the uh, Military Command uh, uh, and Research Center was uh, just outside of Moscow. A major chemical plant fire. Five military recruiting stations had burned down. That's inside of Russia. Inside of Russia. Uh, yesterday, there was a fire at uh, what they call the Space Capital, one of the buildings in uh, the town where the uh, uh, Rostov, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, uh, space program is. Mm -hmm. um, and also, uh, yesterday or the day before, a hydroelectric dam was sabotaged and uh, collapsed and flooded a whole huge area. And this has all happened within the past few days. Yeah. So, which you know what we haven't heard a lot about in the mainstream media. No, no. I'm actually finding this news on Russian sources, on uh, Telegram, on uh, you know those sort of things. Uh, now, let me ask you a question real quick, though. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Do you have a Do you have a theory? But this seems like the kind of thing that they would talk about in the mainstream media and yet they're not well i think because the sources are not mainstream sources because there's no mainstream media sources in uh russia i think that the um the bar for confirmation uh for the mainstream media because usually for the mainstream media to go with something like this, they're going to need uh, multiple confirmations from official sources. Yeah. And because Russia is actually trying to, you know, uh, squelch all this, they're not able to get that sort of thing. Okay. And Ukraine, if you it, it, like, for example, if the Ukrainian, uh, you know, military was coming out and saying, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. But they're not saying anything. And the reason that is, is I honestly don't think Ukraine is behind these uh, acts of sabotage. Not inside of Russia. Not deep inside of Russia. I think it's most likely Russians, probably with a little bit of help from the CIA, you know, or MI6 or, you know. So there's there's probably some Western assistance yeah. uh, to these insurgents. Um, but the fact that Russia is completely putting the lid on it and Ukraine also is not confirming it. And, of course, if Western intelligence in, is involved, they're not going to say they're involved. You know, 
uh, because obviously those are acts of war. Well, yeah. So um, I think that's why you're not seeing this in the mainstream media. But I think if Russia, but had, it is happening because I've seen videos of all these. Yeah, you've things seen happening. actual videos. Yeah, and the met, met, metadata is real. The geolocation uh, and date is is real on these i mean the metadata could have been manipulated but because it came from multiple you know people with with smartphones filming it from different yeah. angles and stuff and all the geolocation and timestamps add up you could fake this sort of thing but it would be very very difficult to fake yeah. so i i can say that these things all happened with a great degree of confidence so something is brewing in russia and like i predicted i i really think that russia is going to break up and and have some regional uh, insurgencies, uh, low-level civil wars, and I think that the command structure is just going to break down to the point where you're going to have breakaway republics inside of Russia. Which could be bad. Yeah. Well, I think one of the first ones that might go is uh, Chechnya, actually. Yeah. Where they have a... Uh, it, basically, Chech Chech Chechnya is part of Russia, but it's really... It's governed more like a Muslim vassal state. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, so there's a lot going on in Russia, but all those things combined make it more likely that Putin, you know, goes to his, his Hail Mary option, which is using a nuke. Yeah. And then when that happens, you know, who knows what the response is. But the bottom line, if he if he doesn't use a nuke, this war's already over. He's already lost, and he's probably already a dead man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing that you put in here, though, was uh, SpaceX. Yeah, this was amazing. So SpaceX shut down a Russian electromagnetic warfare attack in Ukraine last month, and the Pentagon has taken notes. Yeah. Well, what happened is, uh, of course, uh, you know, Elon Musk stepped up to help uh, get the Ukrainian uh, Internet back online by providing a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a couple Starlink, thousand yeah. Starlink uh, transceivers so that the the Ukrainians could have network hubs that were uplinked to Starlink that, you know, they could feed off of and give people Internet back after the infrastructure was destroyed. Yeah. Um, well, the Russians, of course, wanted to put a stop to that. So they started jamming. Uh, the Starlink satellites. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, SpaceX, they see this happening. They figure out the cause that it's the Russians. They figure out how they're doing it. And they uploaded uh, essentially new code to the satellites. They reprogrammed the satellites so that the that particular attack no longer had an effect on them. And within a day, they had all their satellites back online. <laughs> and the Pentagon, <coughs> excuse me, the Pentagon saw this and said, holy shit. Actually, the response from the Pentagon is it was eye-watering how effective SpaceX was at overcoming this attack. They said, we couldn't do it. We're not nimble enough. We would have had to, you know, first of all, set up a committee to uh, figure out the problem. Then once we figured out the problem, come up with a solution. And then once we came up with a solution, get three bids yeah. for a contractor the, the to fix it. The bureaucracy, yeah, the bureaucracy and the regulation stops you from being effective. Exactly. Which is, <laughs> look, I've never, I, I don't think I've ever articulated this in a way. And I think I've always been in favor of like, you know, having the government of the United States having a military However, after seeing something like this, it almost makes you question that, too. Right. In that, in a weird way, SpaceX did what the Pentagon can't do. Right. Right. And, and like I've said before, in the 21st century, um, major, you know, state militaries are becoming less and less necessary. Yeah. You know, they, they just truly are. 
I just thought that one, I thought when you put that article in there, and again, look, we always bring it back to Elon Musk, which I always think is kind of funny, and I'm sure some people get upset with it. But at the same time, it's just awesome that you can come up with the, every time it's like something new. Like this is an angle. Well, it's not just him. It's the people he puts around him. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's the leader of that company. Right. So it's just awesome to see those kind of things. And then you put another one that was from Lou Rockwell, and I didn't understand this one. Like, I even read the article a little bit. I don't think I actually got where you, where you were going with this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I, no, I'm not kidding you. What, where is so the article? I don't uh, actually it's inside see it. the. It's in the notes for um, Ukraine, and it's the second one from the bottom of that one. Okay. And, of course, there's some libertarian useful idiots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it, it basically, and again, this was your early argument, is um, this uh, Paul Craig Roberts um on lewrockwell.com is essentially accusing NATO of provoking Russia into this. You know, by expanding. You know, adding more members. I mean, I would I would favor getting rid of NATO, but, you know. Well, the, I, 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 this is, to me, this is a Russian apologist at the most extreme level. Well, here's the thing. In reading the article, I think where he's wrong is because of the actions that Russia has taken at this point, now these other countries are like, well, now we should join NATO. Right. Like, they're they're blaming, on, on this aspect, he's blaming NATO, when in all actuality he should be blaming the Russians, and this exactly. is their reaction to it. Yeah. If anything, NATO, well, NATO was built literally as a reaction to the threat of Russia. Yeah. And NATO, in its entire history, has never invaded a foreign country you know it's been around since what 1946 yeah. yeah i think 1946 and it's never invaded a uh a neighboring country a foreign country ne- never done anything like that russia in the in this century in the 21st century alone has invaded like six yeah you know so for lou rockwell and paul craig roberts to say well of course they invaded ukraine because look at nato it's just the most asinine thing in the world. It's like blaming, you know, the homeowner who buys a gun and shoots a home invader. That's literally what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? NATO is a defensive organization. And again, I, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe it should exist. I don't believe government should exist. But in the context that we have now to try to, to place the, the blame of, you know, someone wanting to, to defend their own territory from invasion as being an aggressor is the most idiotic thing. And the reason that they that Russia sees NATO as an aggressive force is because they truly believe that Ukraine, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, Finland, Sweden, Georgia, Moldova belongs to them. That's true. And, and so for for anyone to take this position that countries who want to actually inv- protect their national integrity, their, in- their, their national sovereignty from an aggressor nation is an aggressive act, it's asinine. And you've got so many libertarians taking that same belief. But if you put it into an individual perspective, okay? Yeah. Let's say you live in a neighborhood, there's one person on your block that tends to break into other pe- people's houses and take them over. And all the other neighbors get together and say, hey, you know what? We're going to form a group, and if that guy invades any of our houses, we're all going to go attack him. 
Okay, that's literally what NATO is. And for any libertarian to take the position that they're in the wrong, they're just not thinking of it properly. Mm. You know? No, no, I think you get a good I, I, you know what? I actually think you raised a good point there, and there was that was an angle I wasn't taking because I'm so anti-NATO. With this yes, point. and that's a problem. And they, people who are taking this opinion is because they've fallen into this old trap, and I've warned people for years, this is a, a, a logic trap that you will fall into, that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That is never, ever, ever, ever the case. Yes. No, no, and that's a good point, by yeah. the way. Yeah, you know, not exclusively, not by itself. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah, so I've never been a big Rockwell guy anyway. I know a lot of libertarians are though. No, 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 you know? no. There's a lot. There's a lot. So anyway, I just, I just thought that you know, yeah, they, they're definitely being useful idiots in that regard, and and they're helping a dictatorial, genocidal regime. Um, they're giving them cover. Yeah. You know? Hey, hold on here. So the other thing that you wrote in here, <laughs> I thought this one was funny. Russia deploys a unusual 110 year old ship to investigate. The Moskava wreck, right? The the Moscow, the the uh, uh, missile cruiser that the Ukrainians sunk, um, yeah. with the uh, Neptune missiles. Um, yeah, this was actually interesting. I I didn't uh, didn't know about this, but they actually have a 110 year old vessel. It was actually uh, initially uh, launched in uh, uh, what was it? 19th. I actually, yeah, I think it was 1913. It initially launched. Yeah, the the. Uh, it was laid down in 1912 and launched in 1913. So 110, 109 year old vessel, but it's a catamaran vessel, and it was built to deploy the earliest versions of the submarine. Yeah. So basically, it's it's a catamaran, and the center of it is completely empty with hoists, so they can lower submarines in it. Yeah. But apparently, this is the only functional vehicle that Russia has in the Russian Navy to launch submersibles. But the really interesting thing about this is the fact that they're going to this extreme to get to the wreck tells me that one of the rumors that was going around is much more likely true, and that's the Moscow was carrying nuclear weapons. Yeah. They were probably ca carrying a, a couple of nuclear-tipped missiles, and so we have a broken arrow event. There's there's nukes on the bottom of the sea floor. Oh, you know? gosh. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I wonder if because they don't care about the, they don't care about recovering the bodies of their sailors. I here's the thing though. I wonder if we're I wonder if it's a race. It, it probably is. Like you think we may have assets. It over would there? be hard for us to get in the Black Sea um, right now, but uh, undetected, we wouldn't get in there undetected. And if we do go in there, um, you know, there's there's going to be a fight. Yeah. So I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're they're most likely, I would say, trying to con, um, recover a nuclear warhead. All right, you know, probably a you know, probably like the one I'm talking about. They would use is probably a tactical battlefield nuke. You know, five to ten kiloton yield, maybe twenty kiloton yeah. yield. But um, still, it's a there's probably one or two of them sitting on the black floor or the black sea floor. So it's black floor, you racist. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so let's okay, let's okay, let's get out of Ukraine and come back to America. Okay, America. America. And uh, the TSA, uh, so there was a court ruling this week, a federal judge in, in Florida on Monday, again, Florida, you're welcome, um, ruled that the CDC had overstepped its authority when it issued a mask mandate for planes and other forms of public transportation. The CDC mandate is no longer in effect, and the TSA will not enforce it at this time, a Biden administration official said. Yeah. 
Boy, and, and there's a lot of uh, leftist elites that are really pissed about that. Yes, there are. This is another one of those. Okay, so look, there's a lot of different kind of news outlets that I listen to now. And they have different people on them that, that have different, you know, perspectives. Right. But it, I feel like it's it's much more of an honest conversation in some of these things. Like The Hill. I listened to Rising from The Hill. And they had, um, but it was the, 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 the person on there that used to work for Bernie Sanders' campaign. And she got on and they had this discussion about this thing. And she really kind of laid it out in a way that really let the cat out of the bag. And what she laid out was they have to overturn this because they don't want to lose the control that they have with it. Right. And she was pretty blatant in what she was saying. Now, she was trying to frame it in a way of like, well, you want to you want the CDC to have this kind of authority because, you know, it's for your betterment or whatever. Right. Right. But it was very obvious that like. This judge ruled that they just didn't do it the right way. That was the thing. Right. And so their argument is like, it's just, it's weird to see the argument of, well, the CDC should have that control. No, no, they shouldn't. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Well, the CDC shouldn't be allowed to do this. The, these were the same people that said the CDC should have the power to uh, tell landlords that they have to, uh, you know, keep... Uh, uh, keep their renters in place even if they're not paying rent they can't evict anyone uh, for not paying rent yeah you know and that happened here in america yeah under trump now i <laughs> good point um i actually heard on npr them talking about this and it was like a roundtable discussion where all the members seemed to agree and and i'm i'm gonna paraphrase but i'm close to quoting um that you know people shouldn't be forced to make these kind of decisions as to whether to wear a mask or not for themselves. It's unfair to ask regular people to make these decisions. People need to be able to trust authority to tell them when and when not to wear a mask. Yeah. And and their point was now they're getting mixed signals from authority so they don't know what to do. And I thought, okay, if that's your argument, then let's take that to another medical situation, abortion, okay? People should not be given the choice to make those decisions from themselves. It's unfair to ask a woman to decide whether or not she wants to carry a child. She should, you know, be able to turn to authority to tell her when to or not to abort a child. Yeah. You th- how do you think that argument would go? Ooh, like, you see what I'm saying? Like a turd in a pool. All right. And I'm for... Everybody should make their own choices for their own selves, period, end of story. There's no qualifications on that in every aspect. Um, but, you know, it, it's just the, the friggin' logical disconnects with these people. And they're so dishonest. And I don't know whether they're intentionally being dishonest or they've just been lying to themselves for so long. It, it makes no sense to me, you know? I, when, you listen to the, uh, when you listen to the arguments that they have, what you just said really is the crux of the matter. Right. They think that these agencies know better and that we should just listen to whatever they say and whatever edict sometimes, that they make. Sometimes. They, they cherry each side, cherry picks the issues where that's true. And I don't understand how you can well, say. No, that's why, but that's why they want to be able to control those departments. Oh, though. of course. Yeah. 
because they don't want the other side to be able to do it because then it'll be fascism. Right. Like when they do it, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But when the other side does when, it, it's When fascism. they do it, it's for the better for mankind. And when the other side does it, it's fascism. And when it turn the tables, when the Republicans do it, they're doing it to, uh, you know, uh, save our traditional values. And from the other side, if the other side does it, it's communism. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Just anytime you do any of it, it's it's both isms yeah <laughs> it's communism and fascism like, I, here's the thing i just wish that At we least had elected officials that would believe in choice right and they don't and they no no they don't not here's well the they thing. do for themselves well yeah yeah they just do not for, for anyone else but yeah not thing, not for you peasants only for the the lords and masters yeah yeah now don't get me wrong let me also just say this and oh god i can't believe i'm gonna say it this way i understand you got a lot of dumb people out there that are always looking to government to take care of their freaking problems. Right. So some of this is, is self-made with the stupidity of the general public. Yeah. Well, you know what? You take it away, they get smart pretty fast. Well, that's true. Yeah. Or they die. But they don't want them to, though. Right. Like They don't want a well-informed public. It, it goes with these goddamn uh, these, these congressional maps. It's a totally different thing. Right. It's so hard to find the true information to make the right. determination for yourself. We spent 15 minutes before the show because one of the other things we're talking about is the, the redistricting in Florida and, and how everybody is, you know, the left is all pissed off at the Republicans, but we're trying to find the maps and everything. And it's virtually impossible these days to find the information. Information gets so buried these days. Yeah. or it And gets, opinion gets put to the forefront. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, a lot of it is I blame actually Google for a lot of this stuff because they're really driving uh, how you find the information. But they don't want you to find the information either. They're trying to. It, it seems that way. The algorithm embraces a narrative. Yes, yes, exactly. The algorithm embraces a narrative. That was just tremendously um, intelligent turn of yeah, phrase. No, I'm right going to be stupid for the no, rest th of the show. I, I actually, I want you to write that down because that was really. I'm not even being facetious here. That's exactly right. The algorithm determines the narrative. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's astonishing. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, you You're know, welcome. When you try, yeah, okay, quit breaking your arm, <laughs> patting yourself on the back there. Um, <laughs> uh, when you, a lot of these cases, it, it becomes so difficult to find the actual. Raw data, um, you know, I, all I wanted was a map of the new districts. Yeah. And I was bombarded with virtually everything else other than that. Well, and, and the, well, hold on. The other thing, let's get back to the. To I eventually the, found it, but it took yeah. forever. Let me get back to the court case on the thing, too, or the, 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 the judge. So they actually now started going after the judge. Because she like, was a Trump appointee. Yeah, and she's young. But she's a federal judge. Yeah. You know? So they're pointing to Florida, too, but she's a federal judge. Yeah. Florida's got nothing to do with it. She just happens to be in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, and, but she made the right decision. You know, that was that was the right call. You know. Yeah. The CDC has consistently overstepped their congressionally, uh, um, you know, delegated authority, uh, without question. I mean, um, and several other judges have ruled that as well. Like when they lifted the uh, the eviction ban, because they said the CDC has overstepped their authority. They don't have the authority to do this. Yeah. And. Uh, but the thing about it is this. When you overstep your authority, haven't you kind of broken the law? Yeah, there's no consequences. Yeah, there's like, no consequences for shouldn't this. Shouldn't somebody go, be going to jail for this? Isn't this abuse of power? That's right. Right. That's the thing. This should be considered abuse of power. Right. And it's not. No. And the reason, again, not only is it not considered abuse of power, but the judge who we've or who they've put in there to be, you know, uh, unbiased. To decide these things. They're now going after them because they don't like their decision. Right. 
Right. Oh, yeah. We we live in a very strange world, and it is more and more Orwellian. Um, and you know, a lot of times we we like to attribute. Um, you know the the surveillance factor that we're all under constantly to the you know uh, Orwell, but just the the double think the double talk the you know the the Ministry of Information yeah the gaslighting type, yeah yeah that sort of thing it's constant yeah yeah it, it's it, it's really becoming astounding and it you have to battle it constantly and I think a lot of people um, end up knowing that it's happening. But the problem is, is they always pick a side. So often they, they see one side doing it and then they jump on the other side because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, well, I, I hate the I hate the Democrats, but God, we got to stop these Republicans or I, 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 I don't really like the Republicans, but man, we got to stop these Democrats. Yeah. And you end up just, you know, falling in, into a different fl- flavor of some kind of ism. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I don't think any of them are actually coming up with the right solutions because none of them actually want to get rid of the government aspects no. of it. No, not uh, not at all. Like the problem is the power. Right. Right. You know, the solution is you get to choose. Right. Right. Which again, with, with the mask thing, look, are there people that are going to go on planes wearing masks? Yep. Yeah. Are there people that will wear masks now on airplanes for the rest of their lives? Yep. Yeah, a handful, probably. Yeah, five percent maybe. Here's the thing. If that I, I don't want there to be any law against that. Well, did you see any of the footage from inside airplanes where people were just ripping them off? Yeah, and cheering, yeah. and the flight attendants were coming around with the trash bags. It was like and, a party. Yeah, yeah. That's where America. Oh, that was is. all anecdotal evidence, by the way. Well, look, it, it's anecdotal, but guess what? That's the vast majority opinion. Yeah, the vast majority. You you see it around even Florida. the flight attendants. By the way, I mean we're happy. Yeah, in Florida, it's been like this for a year now. Yeah, I mean. You go anywhere in Florida, and you see maybe five percent of the people wearing masks. You do see them from time to time. Yeah, it happens. It, right. It, it's it's. If I had to put a number on it, I'd say it's about five percent of the people still wear masks. If that, it might even be less than. And that. I will say this: for the most part, those people look old and frail, like they have some pre-existing conditions. <sighs> no, to where I think some of them, not all some of them, them, but there's a, a significant uh, uh, portion of that young that are young too. Yeah, yeah. and I. Here's the thing. Like, I don't say nothing to those people, but I will say this. I probably do look a little side-eyed at them where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I totally don't care. It's their business. But I, mean, but I just look at it like, what What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I don't say anything to them, though. I, I don't say anything because I think, look, if you want to wear the mask, be, you're wearing the yeah, mask. Yeah, I probably think that. It's like, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, have fun yeah. with your shin diaper, you know? <laughs> right. I know I've seen some people wear it and still wear it all fucked up, though, where I'm thinking, like, if you don't have right. to wear the mask, yeah. and yet you're choosing to wear the mask, but you're choosing to wear the mask wrong. I have seen a couple of those, and that just makes no sense to me. Like, that's even funnier. Yeah. I'm almost like, so, so hold on. You don't have- you're a sheep, but you're an idiot as well. Right. Yeah. If, if, if you are still wearing a mask here, at least in Florida, and you're wearing it below your nose- yeah, now you you're, are doing. Now nothing. you're in a weird kind of zone that I just don't understand. Yeah, at all. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not helping. I get it if you still are like afraid, or you know, maybe you do have a, a immune disorder. KN95. Then yeah, if you're wearing anything other than a KN95, you're wasting your time. Uh, yeah, N95, but it's uh, or N95. Um, it's uh, I, and I do see actually more, uh, a lot of the people who are still wearing them are wearing those. Yeah. So those are the people that you know either a are still very concerned or may have an autoimmune deficiency or have a family member at home that's compromised or something like that. There's still some legitimate reasons for them to do that. Yeah. But uh, and again, this should be a personal choice thing across the board. It should have been a personal choice thing from day one, from the jump. Yeah. 
Yeah. It should have been. It, it absolutely should have been. The fact that it wasn't and that, look, that's what caused all the problems. Right. Because if you just allowed choice, those people that were scared would stay away. Right. And those people that weren't would go out there. And here's the thing. Right. Maybe the thing could have killed you. Right. I, I, I'm more in favor of natural selection now than I've ever been. Right. Right. And it, it let everyone make their own risk versus reward assessment of, yeah, do I want to go out today? You know, do I want to go to the hair salon? Do I want to go to the grocery store? Yeah. You know, that Look, my grandmother be... still staying in the house right now. Right. For the oh, most really? part. I, minus excursions to the doctor and excursions to other places for the most part. My grandma is not leaving her house. Right. She is deathly afraid of the virus. Right. Now, here's the thing. At 90 something years old, I can understand that. Yeah. Well, my my 85 year old mother in law is absolutely not. And in fact, she uh, she got back and uh, drove a car uh, yesterday for the first time after her uh, hip re- replacement. Yeah, and uh, she, <laughs> my wife said she was going to do twenty miles an hour on County Road One, which is a major thoroughfare. Oh gosh, but, yeah. And so <laughs> she got back, and I'm like, "Did you actually go twenty miles an hour on County Road?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> she normally she drives like a bat out of hell, so yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good for right. Her. But. Uh, yeah, so just just going to show you, just being old and frail doesn't mean you necessarily have any uh, fear about it. But you know, some people do. And you know, what? and you have every right to. Right. Like I'm not here to I'm not here to tell you that you can't. I, and I think that's what it comes down to is look, I just believe in choice. Right. I right. believe that the choice is the best. And here's the thing: in the beginning of the virus, you had people masking the fuck up. Right. Without any rules whatsoever, those right. mandates didn't come down till later. You had people masking the fuck up. On mass, people were staying home on mass before there was any rules for it, right. because they were scared because they made their individual choices to do that. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. And again, the actual effectiveness of the masks has never been really quantified. I mean, most experts you talk to say, "Well, it might help a little." <laughs> you know, so look, I'm sure the it, whole ado about the mask was probably a very marginal effect anyway. Well, look, but here's the thing, though. I think that overall, though, if you are wearing a mask all the time, that there are probably some like when flu season happens or, you know, when colds are going around that you're probably not going to get as much. You know, these viruses, they're submicron. They're so tiny. Um, they're, uh, you know, far, far smaller than the the you know, porosity of uh, your typical mask, unless it's like an N95 or a full-on respirator or something like that. Yeah. So those paper masks that most people are wearing, um, yeah, it's going to stop if uh, someone was, uh, you know, shooting spittle because they were close talking or something. But, (laughs) you know, much other than that, it's it's not going to really have that much impact on an airborne virus. Not to mention it doesn't seal around your face anyway. Yeah. No, but I do think, look, I'm I'm sure it helps a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's probably a, a... a percentage in improvement but it's i don't think it's a radical it's not know. enough to make let a me fucking just mandate. Say, let me just say if if masks <laughs> were condoms you'd still pull out if you were wearing one <laughs> just that's kind of the category i think the, the effectiveness is is probably in yeah <laughs> all right all right hold on so there's another covid thing that i did want to get to though which actually uh, which actually shows um 
like a, a good news. Right. Ja- Johnson and Johnson suspends COVID nineteen vaccine sales forecast. Right. Right. To show you that the general public is fucking done and over with this shit. By the way. Well, no, no, no. It just shows you that we need another push. We need another uh, scary variant or something like yeah. that. So. So Johnson and Johnson is suspending sales forecast of its COVID nineteen vaccine only uh, a few months after saying the shot could bring in as much as three point five billion dollars this year. A global supply surplus and uncertainty about future demand, <laughs> fueled in part by vaccine hesitancy in some developing markets, oh, how prompted dare they? the change. Yeah. Johnson Johnson said Tuesday the company also reported a better than expected first quarter profit and announced a dividend increase. Yeah. Well, they just need to come up with some other way to scare people into getting the vaccine again, and they will. They will. And their accomplices in the media and the government will uh, do everything they can to help them yeah, to keep that you know money what, though, flowing. Here's the thing, though. I think that the effectiveness is waning on this Yeah, more and more and more because I think more and more people are just fucking done. Yeah, yeah. They're well, just fucking done. That is basically there is always a last line of defense in any capitalist and, you know, semi-democratic uh, marketplace is uh, that at some point the market just decides for itself and uh, you know pot's a perfect example of that yeah uh the the market in america just decided that we want pot we want it legal and we're going to treat it like it's legal regardless and the government had to follow suit yeah um and the same thing is happening now with covid it's uh the the market has decided that yeah we're done with covid for the most part and you know we don't care anymore and you know push your vaccines but we're not buying them yeah. Yeah. You know, or we're not getting. Actually, the federal government is the only one buying vid- uh, vaccines. But, uh, but that's going to end, though. We're not getting them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's ending, though. Oh, you sure? Well, maybe not all the way. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're having a hard time now, though. I'm sure the lobbyists are uh, paying for a lot more trips and, uh, you know, and things well, like look, that right now to the- make sure that 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 program doesn't go away quite yet. Yeah. 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 But, it, but the other thing is, the other thing about that is, like, the government put so much money out there on this stuff, but then wasted it all. Right. Like, so now they're, now they're crying poor mouth again. Like, well, we don't have enough money for the vaccines. You just got, like, a trillion fucking dollars, man. <laughs> right. Like, you just... Like, <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me you couldn't fucking... Like, and here's the thing. They didn't pass that bill, but not even a fucking year ago. Which one's that? Uh, the, the, the... Oh, the, the, the vaccine... The, the new vaccine the buy? The new vaccine buy. Yeah, yeah. Like, hold on. So you didn't plan for more than fucking a year? Well, not to mention the pharmaceutical companies, you know, have already made like, you know, how many billions and billions and billions of dollars, like $100 billion oh, yeah. or something like that. Just an insane amount of money. That You tell me you ain't got a little cash reserves there, pal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like you see article after article talking about how 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 none of the state governments not only are not cash strapped, but actually are cash surpluses. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, like, they don't have a problem with funding, even though they cried poor mouth because, you know, all day long. If that's the case, they ought to be sending us some money. Oh, we, I'm sure we ought, we ought to be getting some tax refunds. I Here's the thing. I actually think that the Hail Mary that the Dems are going to do, but like, I think the October surprise is actually going to be checks. Oh, I'm all for it. So... Yeah, that's what I think is. Gonna I will. Happen. I will definitely. When I not vote, I will definitely not vote for Democrats if they send me more checks. Yes, I, that's a, that's a, you can one hundred percent guarantee that. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I, and again, that's just my own personal viewpoint on it. But I, I, I do think that again. Uh, I I will. I, I would love to see it because you know, show me the cheese, man. Yeah, show me the cheese. All right. Well, that is uh, pretty much it for our first hour. And if you enjoyed the first hour and you'd like to hear more, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a whole bunch of swag and you get an extra hour, sometimes hour and a quarter, hour and a half of content. Eh. So we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>